0: So, kind of meditation on sheep and the shepherd this evening and of course coming to jesus's great statement i am the good shepherd so let's listen to what jesus has to say about this in john's chapter 10 as we read the first 21 verses together this is jesus's words it's jesus who is speaking and saying this and he says this i tell you the truth the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his the sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. And so he said therefore again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate of the sheep. All whoever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate, whoever enters through me will be saved." He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hands is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed. and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? And these are the words of Jesus. So see, this is a theme that recurs through the Bible, from the early chapters of Genesis right through to Revelation. And I wanted to kind of jump in in one or two places, but I promise I won't have something to say about every book, otherwise we'll probably be here till tomorrow morning. But one or two ideas... Way back to the patriarchs. Remember, Abraham, he was a, he was a man with sheep, a of sheep and cattle. In fact, they were so many at one point that he, he and his nephew Lot kind of fell out because the shepherds were having arguments and fights with each other. And remember, Abraham said to Lot, okay, Lot, we'll have to, we'll have to go different ways. You choose. He was gracious enough to let Lot choose. And of course, Lot look, looked around and saw the green valleys and he said, that's where I'm going. That's not the way that God wanted Abraham to go. But Lot went that way. And we know what happened to Lot. And then God led Abraham further towards the promised land. Abraham and Lot. And I remember his grandson, Jacob, what he did. He cheated his brother, remember, out of the inheritance for a, it comes a mess of pottage. It something like soup. And off he went to his uncle Laban. He had to run away. And when he got there, he fell deeply in love, of course, with Laban's daughter, Rachel, I was going to say Raquel, Rachel. <laughs> and he just fell in love with her. And he wanted to marry her. And Laban, being a kind of shrewd man, said, where's your diary?" he said, well, I don't have one. So you know the story, work seven years and you can marry her. And so he did. And he got married. But of course, not to Rachel. He got married to Leah. And uh, after he kind of had a wee talk with his uncle about this, he said, right, I still want to marry her. So he said, work another seven years, you know. And you get her. And during that time he agreed that he would take with him all the sheep which were not pure colour. Remember? We call them Jacob's sheep today, don't we? Jacob's sheep. And when he left and went back home he had an experience with God that changed his life completely. And his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. Line of God. And God had prepared him. And sheep come into that story too. They keep popping up, these sheep. And um, Further on, Joseph, he was sent to find out what was happening to his brothers who we were with the sheep. And of course, when he arrived, his brothers hated this guy and they thought, right, now's our chance, we'll get rid of him. And so they did, and they put him in a pit, but then they sold him to a, a group of travelling travelling men. <laughs> I forget what they were. <laughs> Not terrible. Um, uh, and he ended, of course, down in Egypt. And it was because he went to find out about the sheep and how they were getting on. And he said eventually, you meant this for evil, and God meant it for good. Not only for the Egyptians, but for the family as well, the provision of God. And he was going to look for sheep when this all happened and took place. Let's come into kings. There was this king called David who was a man after God's heart, a young guy when he was anointed to be the next king and remember sammy went down to the house of jesse and all through the brothers till they came to the last one and said david I, he, he's just kind of a wee laddie. he's looking after the sheep you know that's not important but that was the man and that was god's man and during the time that he looked after these sheep he proved god's care and god's provision for him didn't he he killed a lion and a bear And also because of that he had the courage to stand up to this guy called goliath you know and with his sling and defeated him but once again here was david and he learned about god through being a shepherd and because of his experience of god in his life wrote psalm 23 yes the lord is my Shepherd, what a truth that is. The Lord is my shepherd. So through the patriarchs, the kings, and to the prophets, prophet Ezekiel, he had this to say to the people. He says this, a word from God to you. God's saying, the Lord is speaking, and he says, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will come to them, make them lie down, saith the Lord Jehovah. Here is the pro- prophecy that he himself we become the shepherd of his sheep, and of course we know that that prophecy was fulfilled in Jesus, prophesied in the Old Testament, fulfilled in the new testament and even when we come to the birth of Jesus, shepherds are involved again, aren't they? who get the message? Shepherds in the fields looking after the sheep, and they were terrified, scared of their wits, when the angel appeared to them. Um, and they obeyed what they said, and they went, and they found Emmanuel we were thinking about this morning, weren't we? They found Jesus. And their fear was turned to rejoicing, and they went back with gladness in their hearts, because they seen, they'd seen this baby, this baby, this promised one, Emmanuel, God with us. So at Jesus, birth again, sheep. And what about his teaching when Jesus matured as a man? What about his teaching? Well, there's that lovely parable, isn't there, about the, 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 the sheep that was lost and the shepherd left in 99 and said, no, I'm, I'm after my sheep. And he went until he found the sheep. And it's a lovely picture. And he laid the sheep on his shoulder and he brought it back rejoicing. He'd found the sheep that was lost. And we're a bit like that, aren't we? We're a bit like the sheep that was lost and there's rejoicing in heaven, once in the repentance, and is brought back into the fold. And that was Jesus' teaching. He taught about it. But not only that, he had a heart for people. He really cared for people, Jesus. That was the kind of person he was. And in Matthew, we read about, he had been visiting towns and villages, (laughs) teaching in the synagogues, and preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. And he looked out at the crowds, and he had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And that's what happens to sheep when they don't have a shepherd, doesn't it? They? they get lost. And Jesus realized that these people were lost. They didn't have any meaning, purpose in life. And his, his, his heart went out to them with love and compassion. This is Jesus. And here tonight... We read this passage from John chapter 10. Let's come into John chapter 10. And Jesus is speaking. And here is his teaching. And Jesus says these these startling words. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. So clearly there was a distinction between the sheep that were Jesus' sheep in the passage we read, and other sheep. They all. <coughs> Jesus wasn't saying, you are all my sheep, but he says this, my sheep hear my voice, and they know me, and they follow me. And I think the idea of being sheep and my sheep of Jesus comes from the custom of penning all the sheep together in a communal safe place at night, in a corral, And the shepherds would bring their sheep there and leave them overnight. And a watchman who was not actually a, an owner's shepherd was left in charge of these sheep until the morning. And then he would open the gates and the shepherds would come and they would call for their sheep. And the sheep would hear, would know the voice, and they would come to him and they would follow him. That's the kind of picture that's behind here when Jesus says about the, the sheep in, in this story that he told. So notice one or two things about what Jesus is saying here about The sheep that he says are my sheep, they belong to me, they are mine. First of all, they listen to his voice. That's the first thing we've got to do, isn't it? We've got to listen to his voice. There are so many things and so many people these days who are demanding our attention, who are trying to break into our lives. And I think there's a great temptation that these things almost push Jesus out of the way. and and we hear so much about it we read so much about it and jesus says no my sheep i'm the good shepherd and they listen to my voice we listen to the voice of the shepherd and not only that we read he calls his own sheep by name i think it's a lovely thing (laughs) jesus knows exactly who he knows our name in fact we know that he knows even the number of our hairs are numbered. And some of us, like me, maybe more or less than other people. But Jesus knows us intimately and he knows us personally. And that's the thing. It's not as if we just one of a crowd with Jesus. There's a special relationship between us and Jesus as the shepherd and he calls us by our name. And he says, Robert, are you listening? Alec, are you listening? And he speaks to us. He speaks to us through our word, through his word and through our time spent in his presence. So we hear his voice. He calls us by name. And he leads them. Unlike the shepherds today, shepherds need them to drive their sheep, don't they? The sheep go first and they drive them from behind. But not the shepherd. He leads them. And he leads them in, in safe places. And so our, our shepherd, our good shepherd, he wants to lead us. And he wants us to follow him, to follow his leading. And we'll come back to that at the end. Follow, listen listen to his voice, follow his leading because he knows us, we are his sheep. And then this remarkable statement he made. He gives his life for his sheep. What a statement. He says, I lay down my life for my sheep. Thieves, they come to steal and kill and destroy, not Jesus. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Life in a different dimension. Life above the common is what we are promised. Jesus gives us. And if we read further on, this life, yes, it's eternal life. And he says, you're not going to perish, and nobody can see you out of my hand. I give you life. I have come to give you life. I have come to give you eternal life. The promise of it now, in so many ways, but in the future, we're thinking this morning, we're going to be like Jesus. Now, when we're born into this world, we have the life that fits us to live here. And when we die, it's a movement from here to eternal life. And to have the life that fits us for eternity. And what a truth, what a hope, isn't it? This life that we have, this life that he comes to give us, not simply life here, it's that, but life with him in eternity, eternal life. So, David says, The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus said, I am that good shepherd. Ezekiel said, The sovereign Lord, I myself will be the shepherd. And Jesus again says, That's fulfilled in me. That prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus. I am the good shepherd. And you would have thought that listening to what Jesus was saying there, they would have been so, what, overwhelmed with joy of what he was telling them, they would be willing to say, well, I want to follow you. But that didn't happen, did it? It says the Jews were divided. Many said he is demon-possessed and raving mad. And I suppose because they weren't willing to accept him for who he is, the only other conclusion you could have come to is that you somebody once said, Jesus is either God or mad or bad. Well, these folks thought he's mad. They didn't accept him as who he was. This good shepherd, this promised one, who was able to say these words. Remember back in the Old Testament when Moses was at the burning bush and God said to him, I am. And Moses said, if I've got to go and tell Pharaoh this, who do, what's your name? Who did I say he sent me? And he said, you go and tell him that I am who I am. The eternal God who always was, who is, and who ever will be. That is who this God is. I am. A sacred name. Every time it's in their Bibles, it's in capital letters, isn't it? Lord. That's how it's actually translated. I am who I am. And here's Jesus saying, I am. And, it, and really I'm emphasizing it. And they really got quite upset about this in fact the next part says they were going to take up stones and stone them because he was saying that he was god and yet we know that's true isn't it this good shepherd he is the i am i am the good shepherd so there's the first point jesus is the good shepherd but secondly let me read this verse to you hebrews thirteen twenty, the god of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep. To him be glory forever and ever. (coughs) Amen. So this good shepherd who gave his life for us, for the sheep, has been brought back from the dead. He is the great shepherd. There isn't any other shepherd like him. Not an ordinary shepherd. He is the great shepherd brought back from the dead. He is risen, he is reigning, he is the Lord. He is the Lord. Buried, yes, dead, buried, raised again, ascended. Jesus, our Saviour, our Lord. He is risen and he is reigning. <coughs> Another verse, this one. First Peter 5.4 at his coming, returning. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. The chief shepherd. So this good shepherd is a great shepherd, is a chief shepherd, so if he's chief, there is nobody else like him. And he is coming back again. What a truth this is, isn't it? I think in this world we live in, More and more as a Christian, the one thing that I hold on to is this sure, certain, living hope that we have. That Jesus is coming back. It's a sure, certain, living hope. It's not something we do like, I hope it's going to be nice tomorrow or I hope, Wraith Rovers win on Saturday, or I hope, it's something something we have, it's a hope that we have which is sure and certain and living. This shepherd, this good shepherd, this great shepherd, this chief shepherd will return and we're going to receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. He is coming back. Hallelujah. What a saviour and that's in the future for us, sure and certain. And one last verse, Revelation. For the lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This shepherd who is coming back is, is the eternal shepherd. The eternal shepherd. It's not just for a short period of time. But he will lead us to springs of living water to refresh us and wipe away every tear from our eye. This is our future. This good shepherd, this great shepherd, this chief shepherd, this eternal shepherd. And it's into his presence that we have come this evening. This good shepherd who gave his life for us. This great shepherd who rose from the dead. This chief shepherd who will reward us when he comes again, and this eternal shepherd who will provide for us abundantly throughout eternity. So this shepherd, what a shepherd. This is what he does for us. And what does he want from, from us? He wants us to listen to his voice and to follow him. That's what he wants that we acknowledge who he is and is determined to listen to his voice and to follow him. And that's what Liz is going to sing about now.